Welcome to Becoming a Sleep Consultant. I'm your host, Jane Havens, a certified sleep consultant and founder of both Snooze Fest by Jane Havens and Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. On this podcast, I'll be discussing the business side of sleep consulting. You'll have an insider's view on launching, growing, and even scaling a sleep consulting business. This is not a podcast about sleep training. This is a podcast about business building and entrepreneurship. Jamisa is a wife and mom and certified sleep consultant through Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. She provides nationwide virtual sleep support in the following areas, longer stretches of sleep overnight, nap challenges, bed sharing transitions, early morning wakings, and sleep regressions. She has a passion for infant and toddler sleep and decided to get certified to help families who look like hers sleep more soundly. She truly believes that good sleep for one equals good sleep for all. For those who have just started tuning in to the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast, scroll back to episode three, where Jamisa shares her experience launching her business while also juggling a full-time job. Jamisa, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to chat with you again today. Thank you so much for having me back, Jane. <laughs> So I wanted to bring you back on the podcast so that you could share with our listeners a bit about what year one of your business looked like. Uh, but before we get into it, if you're willing, share a little bit about yourself and why you decided to get certified. Yeah. So again, my name is Jamisa. Um, I'm a first time mom to Camden, who is 18 months old now. And he's the reason um, why I got interested in sleep consulting first as a client um when i got into my third trimester everyone was telling me get sleep now you won't sleep when the baby comes and i just didn't want to look forward to that and so i bought all of the baby courses all of the sleep courses um and from day one we were following wake windows uh, my family and my in-laws were looking at me like i was crazy and then one day I saw a little tooth sprouting in my three and a half month old. <laughs> we also uh, were experiencing four month sleep regression and all of the tools that I had previously had went out of the window. And so we actually solicited the help of Steffi uh, with Jolie Sleep Consulting, um, who is also a Center for Pediatric Sleep Management graduate. Um, and Steffi changed our lives. Uh, she changed our lives for the better. Um, and we sleep trained Camden the week that he turned four months. And it just was so life changing that during our success call, um, Steffi was like, hey, Jamisa, I really think you will be really good at this. We need more black women in the field of sleep consulting. Is this something that you would possibly be interested in? If so, I can connect you with Jane and I talked to you and within like the first 10 minutes, I was like, okay, this is, I think this is what I want to do. And I think it was 15 minutes after we hung up, I just went ahead and like paid the money and rolled the course. Um, and it really, really has been an amazing first year um, with Sweet Sleep Company. Love it. Take us back to your first month in business. I know that you are such a go-getter and you know you've always struck me as being a very confident person but i'm wondering if 
what was going through your mind. I'm wondering what was going through your mind as you were first getting started. Did you have those sort of worries and fears that come along with starting something new or were you just jumping right in and enjoying every single second? Honestly, I was really nervous. Um, I started off with two pro bono clients. Um, looking back on it, I always tell myself that I probably should have um, looked for pro bono clients who could not afford the services. <laughs> I think that if I would have done things differently, I would have. But I was just so eager to get started. I actually worked with two of my sorority sisters, um, one who had a six-month-old and one had a three-and-a-half-year-old. So I wanted an infant and a toddler. Um, and it went well. It really went well. And so I think starting off with the two bro uh, pro bono clients, one infant, one toddler, really gave me the confidence to be able to go out and um, actually solicit services uh, for folks to pay me. And so my first month went really well. I think I got three or four clients. And again, this is my part-time job. And so three or four clients in my first month was great. Um, my first ever client, I will never forget. Mom was just so anti-crying. Like it was just ridiculous. <laughs> I've never heard of anybody being this anti-crying. Um, but her husband was like, we have to get him out of our bed. He's fallen out of the bed a couple of times. It's just not safe. And I remember he slept through the night, like night two or three. And mom was like, okay, this isn't that bad. And I was like, okay, if I can make a believer out of this mom who is so crying averse, then I know that I could do this. And I really do think that she gave me the confidence to be able to keep going um, because my first client was, I mean, Wow. <laughs> but he's, he's, he's still sleeping very well. They're actually pregnant with baby number two. And because they have the skills and the sleep plan from their previous child, I have no doubt that they will be um, able to do the same with their second child if that's what they choose. I love that. I love and I love that you're still in touch with them. That's so fabulous. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm also in touch with a lot of my former clients. So I love that you're doing the same and maintaining these relationships long term. Uh, what did it look like for you to build a client base? You know, you do this work, you mentioned you do it part time, I think everybody should know Jamisa has a big job, like she has a big nine to five job. And then she's also doing sleep consulting on the side and she's juggling her family. So what yeah. did it look like for you to like find clients in the beginning and ramp up your business? How did you, how did you juggle it all? And like, where did you actually find these clients? Yeah. So in the beginning, um, so I made it, I know that some folks um, decide to turn their Facebook page and um, their Instagram from their personal to business. I actually wanted to start fresh. Um, and so I created an Instagram. Um, I was really, really vocal on my personal Facebook and Instagram about what I was doing. For me, the first couple months was just really education. Um, not a lot of people had heard about sleep consulting, right? Especially in Black communities. Um, everyone was like, I just thought we didn't sleep because we had kids. And so those first couple months for me really, really were um, trying to do some brand awareness and also just like some, um, hey, no sleep doesn't have to be your life. Um, I was really, really, really big in the mom groups. <laughs> That's where I found a lot of my early clients. 
Um, it's a little more difficult now because so many Facebook mom groups have like the no soliciting rule. But in the beginning, I, you know, I guess I came in at the right time because I was kind of flying in under the radar. But when they would ask seek questions, instead of marketing myself, I would just answer some questions every now and then. And then I started getting messages from people. Hey, I always see you answering questions. Like, you know, can you answer this for me or can I talk with you? And so it was great. Another thing that I really did, um, I did uh, early on was reach out to mom influencers on Instagram. Um, if I saw that they had little ones or um, infants or toddlers, or even if they were pregnant, I would just slide in their DM like, hey, my name is Jamisa. I'm a pediatric sleep consultant. If you ever need sleep um, sleep support for your little one, I'm here. And a lot of them responded. I'll never forget my biggest client. Um, she had about three or 400,000 uh, followers and I just randomly slid her DM and she messaged me back and was like, oh my God, did God send you? And she was like, I am really struggling with sleep with my little boy. And I feel like when I, uh, when she hired me, I saw a huge uptick in my business. Um, she actually wrote a post about me. She never even told me that she was doing it. She tagged me in a post. To this day, she tagged me in a lot of verified accounts. Um, I've gotten a lot of client referrals from her. And so for me, the mom groups and also the mom influencers really, really helped me early on. Yeah. And I think just to like illustrate why that's so important, because someone who's listening to this might not understand the value of, you know, an amplified voice. I think, you know, I'm always talking about the way that I market my business is just to make sure that as many people as possible know about what I do and can talk about what I do, whether that's an Instagram influencer or a therapist that supports moms that are struggling with perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. It kind of doesn't matter. You just need to have people out there that are willing to share your name with their circle of friends or their larger community on a social media platform, because, you know, you're only one person and you can only talk to so many people during the day. But if you have people out there that are talking to others on your behalf, that's, that's like the spider web growing out. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like a street team. That's what I like to call it. The sweet sleep coach street team. I um, love that. The folks who are out here. Um, and you know, it's so funny. Most of my street team actually consists of grandparents who were saw IMB during the consultation call and who were not on board with their child, um, you know, soliciting the help of a sleep consultant. And then they really turn into some of my biggest supporters and they are the captain and co-captains of my street team. <laughs> I'm literally grinning ear to ear listening to you explain this. I love it. I love it. I, that's so special. Like, you know, I can think about how, you know, grandparents love to think that like they know best, they know how it's done. I didn't need a sleep Absolutely. consultant. You know, my kid doesn't need a sleep consultant. And then for you to sort of transform their mindset around how to best set yourself up as a parent that's thriving, to me, that's that's gold. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like to think of myself as the grandparent whisperer. One, my grandparents raised me. And so I feel like I have a special insight to grandparents. Uh, but I always, always, always ask my clients if all caregivers are on board during the process. And if they sent, you know, if I sent some hesitation, I actually invite grandparents to the consultation call 
And I invite them to be a part of our group chat, right? Just this last week, I talked to both sets of grandparents, <laughs> grandmas who were a little concerned about the process. Um, but that's something that doesn't feel like a heavy lift to me. Um, and at the end of the day, if we want the sleep training to be successful, we have to have all caregivers on board. And so if I have to offer you know, them to come to the consultation or me to speak to them if they have concerns. I don't mind doing that, um, especially, I guess I just have extra love for grandparents. <laughs> I love that. That's so special. I want to go back to something that I read in your bio. And you also mentioned so far in this interview about how you felt that your community, Black parents, uh, didn't have this type of support. And that's, I'm so glad you brought it up because I wasn't planning to talk about it today, but I think it's really important. One of my goals as the founder of CPSM is to increase access to this type of support. And that means that people that look like all different types of people need to recognize their coaches as somebody that they can connect with and identify with. And I love that you're out there doing that for your community. It's something that I, I just think it's so important. I actually think that CPSM is actually a pretty diverse uh, group of women, which really makes me super proud, but we still have more work to do. Are you seeing that now that you've been in this work for a year, are you seeing your community sort of like open their eyes to the possibility that like, they don't need to be sleepless for three to five years or whatever it is. Are you, are you seeing sort of like your community is becoming educated and is becoming wise to getting the support that they need to thrive just like every single parent deserves? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I remember when I first talked to Steffi um, and she was just saying that if you searched Black Sleep Consultant on Instagram, her name or her profile would probably be one of the only ones that popped up. And I can say with confidence within CPSM as well as outside, I have seen a big uptick in the amount of Black sleep consultants. Um, I actually befriended a Black sleep consultant in Canada. And so we are not just US-based now, we are in other countries. Um, and that makes me feel really, really great. I actually just met a local Black sleep consultant who lives not far from me. And for me, I never look at it as a competition, right? Like, and that's very easy to do, right? You know, everybody wants a sleep consultant. It's an extra bonus if it's someone who, you know, whose family looks like yours. But for me, I'm just so excited about the reach that we have, right? Um, and the fact that we are debunking myths about sleep training, the fact that we are providing another way out um, other than just sleepless nights, that's what gets me really excited. Um, but I think that my, now that I think about it, I think I have a network of maybe 10 to 15 Black sleep consultants. And in the beginning, it was just Steffi that I knew. So I'm so, so excited. And I can't wait. Um, to see how it's going to continue to grow in the next um, in the next year. And you are right. CPSM has definitely um, diversified, racially diverse, diversified the sleep consultants. And it's always, always, always such a joy um, to see when other Black women come into the uh, Facebook group, um, in the community. And it just really warms my heart to see that we are growing in numbers. Yeah, and it, and it's not just um, diversity with regard to race. We have women in our community that are grandparents. When you were talking about exactly you know, that, you were supporting grandparents. We actually have a solid handful of 
grandmas within the community that actually I know some of them actively support other grandparents who are either uh, a significant, you know, person in the parenting journey for that family. They're, you know, they're either raising the kids or have a very, very hands-on approach to sort of being a part of that family unit. And I really do think that it's just so important for everybody, regardless of what they look like, how they identify that, like, you know, they see somebody that looks like them and that would support them and make them feel comfortable through something that's stressful. I think we all feel more comfortable when we're being coached by somebody that we can relate to and identify with. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, the need for sleep is not based on demographics. It's not based on age, ethnicity, race. It is a human need that all of us have. And I think that it's just a bonus, like you said, whenever you do find someone who shares similar identities as you, that really does take it to the next level. Um, And you mentioned it before about how I still keep in contact with some of my family. I really do see them as extended family. Um, The two weeks, it goes by very quickly. But I mean, some of my clients, I'm talking to them most of the day, every day for those two weeks. And, you know, even with Steffi, if I had not gotten certified, I'm pretty sure that Steffi and I would have still remained in touch because she just added so much value to our family in such a small period. And so that's period of time. And so when you do that, you can't help but, you know, become family or extended family with your clients. Yeah. When I'm listening to you speak, you just speak with such confidence and joy and love for what you're doing. Uh, At what point in your career, I mean, you've been in business for a year now, so it's a short period of time, but at what point do you really feel like you started to get your stride and feel like, okay, I can do this when I, just because I have a difficult case, it's not going to throw me for a loop. It's not going to throw me off the edge. Like I'm going to be okay. I know how to talk to families. I know how to support them at the highest level. When did you really feel like you had a a handle on just your own confidence around all of this? Yeah, I would honestly say maybe six months in. Um, I felt pretty confident in the beginning, but I really felt like I knew what I was doing maybe six months in. And at that point, I feel like I started to get a healthy flow of clients. I was getting more referrals. Um, Social media is something that I'm not the average millennial. So I really struggle with social media. I'm trying to get better, but I feel like I had finally found my rhythm on social media. Um, I felt very comfortable with my elevator pitch when I was talking to folks. Um, So I would say probably about six months in, I have had some pretty difficult um, cases. I was going to ask you about that. I was going to ask you about that. Like, do you have, do you have one that comes to mind that sort of like totally threw you for a loop? Yeah, it actually was on the quest to 50. And so I think that um, I won't say what number it was, but um, yeah, it was, it was a, he was one. um, And mom just kept talking about how he just seemed different. He wasn't happy anymore because of sleep training and he was doing great. They just never really gave him the opportunity to get himself to sleep. And that one was really difficult for me because for me, 
sleep consultant is an investment, right? It is a, it's a luxury, right? Everybody cannot afford a sleep consultant. And so I really want my clients to get the most bang for their buck, which includes nights and over and overnight sleep. This particular family, um, they didn't want to do independent sleep for naps. They wanted to continue to rock their child to sleep for naps and continue to put him down independently for overnight sleep. Um, and that really hurt me in the beginning. It really did. Initially, I was like, oh, no, I don't feel like they're getting the most bang for their buck. But I actually had a conversation with Steffi and she was like, Jimmy said, at the end of the day, everybody's goals are different, right? It's your job to create the full picture and give them the full plan, but it's their job to implement it. And everything looks different in someone's house, you know? If they are happy with rocking him to sleep for naps and having him sleep in the pack and play overnight without their assistance, then that's a win. And so I think that that client and that framing really, really helped me because it is kind of difficult to take things, to not take things personal sometimes, especially if you have a client that you're really invested in and they're not following the plan. Um, it's very difficult to take, to not take things personal, but at the end of the day, you know, we all are trying to survive and thrive and we have to be the support that the family wants and needs. And sometimes that looks different from our wants and needs. And so that definitely threw me for a loop. And it really did, um, I think, ignite something in me. And it really just reminded me that we can't save everybody, right? And guess what? My definition of saving someone is different from theirs. They're totally happy with rocking him to sleep and him going down at night. And so at the end of the day, it's a win. And they got their money for it. I think that's a really important reminder that everybody's goals are different. I think that one of the questions that I get asked all the time from prospective students, people who are interested in getting trained with CPSM will say to me, what if I can't help somebody? What if I can't fix mm -hmm. what they're up against? And I always remind people that, you know, progress is really important, like progress over perfection, right? And we're not necessarily promising that every situation is going to be an A plus slam dunk, we're going to meet families where they are. And we're going to help them make progress on a timeline that feels comfortable for them. And if they're moving slow and steady, then at the end of our time together, they're going to make less progress than if they were taking a more mm -hmm. speedy approach. But, but that's really okay for a lot of families. I'm actually working with one right now, a little nine month old who's nursing to sleep at bedtime and waking up eight to 10 times in the middle of the night, nursing back to sleep. Oh, and, wow. it, and, and last night, and now we're just like, we're using a pacifier instead of nursing back to sleep. And, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, now we're gonna have to get off the pacifier. It's one more thing. But yeah. in, in mom's mind, she is blown away by yeah. the progress that we've seen in just a night or two. And she is over the moon, ecstatic, excited about what's going on in her home. And so I sort of have to check myself and be like, you know what, we're two nights in and we went from eight wake ups to two and, you know, we're yeah. using a pacifier instead of nursing. And that feels like a huge win for this mom. And I know the little nine month old can fall asleep without the pacifier, but like, we're not there yet. So I'm just, I needed to check myself, you know, and remind Absolutely. myself that, as long as my client is happy, then like I'm doing my job and, you know, somebody else's definition of success looks really different from my own. And, you know, yeah. I'm still, I still have like 11 or 12 more days, so we're going to get it done, but you know, not, I, I would just be 
handling it. If it were my home, I might be handling it differently, but, but that's okay. And working with our clients in a way that works for them is ultimately, I think what leads to happy and successful clients. Yeah. A lot of my um, discovery calls, uh, prospective clients say, they ask me, what is your success rate? Um, And because I have had clients who may not have necessarily done it the way that I have done it, but they did it in the way that works best for them. Now I say all of my clients have achieved their individual goals, right? Because if I would, if I were to look back and say, well, how many of my clients, you know, have all of them, you know, learned how to fall asleep independently for naps and overnight sleep? I think they can do it, but their parents didn't want that, right? And so every single one of my clients within this first year have achieved their goals. And that's what's most important, the framing, that everybody's house looks differently. And that's okay. Love that. I love that. Uh, I want to talk about what your life looks like. I want to paint a picture for everybody. So I know you just put your little precious and adorable son Camden in daycare for the first time, which I know was an adjustment yeah. for you and for him. Absolutely. <laughs> um, what was your childcare situation prior to Camden starting daycare? Were you juggling your day job and your sleep consulting business and taking care of your son all at the same time? I was, I really was. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's so funny because I like to remind people that um, when they ask me, was I at home with Camden this whole time? Yes. And Camden started walking, walking at nine months. And so not only have I been at home working full time and having a part time job with an 18 month old, I have been working at home full time and part time job with an 18 month old who has been walking for nine months. So any parents who are listening knows that the mobile children add a totally different dynamic. Um, So this is week two of daycare, Um, really only day four because he got a little sick last week, but um, huge difference during the day. (laughs) Yeah. So how did did you do that? I mean, I think parents want to know, like, how, how are you supposed to take care of your kid and work? And grow a business, like uh, what logistically, like what does that look like for you? Yeah, so um, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, my husband is home. He works from home. Um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, he's in the office, and so that's when I would be solo with Camden. Um, we start our day around seven. Um, wake up, do breakfast, and all the things. Well, this is pre daycare. I'm in a whole new world now. Yeah, yeah. Now um, I'm talking pre daycare. What did that look like? Yeah. I did my uh, regular job, my full-time job, um, and would answer emails and texts from clients. Um, five o'clock is when I would start doing my discovery calls. So I would do discovery calls from 5 to 7.30, take 30 minutes to put Camden down, and then start back up at 8 o'clock and go from 8 to 10 with discovery calls or newborn consults or consultations or success calls. And then I usually go to sleep around between 10 and 1030. And then I do it all again the next day. And um, it may seem like a lot listening, but I think because um, I'm just so used to it and Camden is a rock star sleeper. So I know that, you know, he is going to take a two hour nap every day at the same time. I know that he's going to get in his crib every day at eight o'clock and sleep overnight. And so that helps me. Um, But it, it is a lot of work. But 
I think the great thing about being a sleep consultant is it doesn't feel like work to me. It really doesn't. And I know I get paid from this, but I'm just so passionate about helping these little people. And it's not even so much the little people for me. A mom told me one time that I helped save her marriage. I just had a client who said, and she didn't even share with me. She shared on social media that she was actually on antidepressants and had gained over 20 pounds and just was feeling so lost and hopeless. And the joy and just peace that she got after working with us, like, these are all things that I fill my heart with so much joy. It doesn't feel like work. And so I am um, willing to put in the extra hours at night or to do the extra things because I really am so passionate about really transforming these families because that is what's happening. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. I feel the same way. I feel like, you know, when you're truly changing people's lives, you're right. It doesn't feel like work and you're excited each time you get to do it again, because people generally show up at our doorstep or on our phone, you know, pretty much at rock bottom, not always, but, but a lot of the time, a lot of the time they show up really sort of at their wits end and to be able to change their lives, change their family dynamic, help them to enjoy parenting again, help them to not resent their babies or their toddlers. I hear so much of that. Like I hear women saying to me all the time that they resent their baby because of how tired they are. And that to me is mm. just like, we got to change that. That doesn't, you know, yeah. I, I want parents and I know you feel the same way. I want parents to relish in every single moment with their child for these first couple of years and just to enjoy it and to smile through it. And if we can have even a small part in that, then like, you know, I could do it again and again and again. Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, I hear a lot about the resentment to the spouses too. And yes. so for me, um, obviously goal number one is always to get the little baby sleeping. But for me, goal number two is always to instill some type of me time for the parent that doesn't include showering, that doesn't include sleep. And so many of my clients are like, I'm just able to sit down with my partner and like watch a movie or I'm able to like pack my work bag the night before and like eat a meal in peace. And so that like me time and also that even distribution of rest in the house that happens after your child is sleep trained really is transformational. Yeah. What would you say is your biggest learning lesson from the first year in business? What have you sort of taken away from all of this that you're going to then hopefully use in year two? Yeah. So I think I have two biggest lessons. So the first is... Um, Imposter syndrome robs you of joy and all the things. Um, and you can do this. Like I have really had to, to really battle with myself, even in the beginning when I started this, like, oh my gosh, you know, yes, you did it with Cam, but can you do this with other folks? Um, I can do this. I, I have done it. I am doing it and I will continue to do it. And so that to me is the biggest lesson. Um, the first lesson. The second is that this is my business and I decide how my business goes. I think in my first year, I was just so excited to get clients that I did not really use a lot of discretion. <laughs> and some of my clients weren't good fits with for me. You know, ultimately, we 
got the goals correctly, but it caused me a lot of drama and stress and it didn't feel fun for me. And not to say that all every client has to be fun, but I think that in year two, I really, really want to be intentional about who I'm bringing on as a client. Um, because as you said, I, heard, I have a lot going on. And so I do want to use a little bit more discretion and not just focus on the numbers and the money and all of these things and really be intentional about who I welcome into the Sweet Sleep Company uh, brands. That is uh, a benefit of being an entrepreneur, right? You make the rules. And so that is definitely something that I'm going to uh, rely heavily on for year two. <laughs> For those listening, whether maybe they're just starting their journey in this field, we we have a lot of sleep consultants that listen to this podcast. And then we also have mm -hmm. a lot of people that are perhaps exploring the field of sleep consulting and they listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. Do you have any words of wisdom to share? What would you say to the newbies that are maybe just getting started and are maybe exactly one year behind where you are right now? Yeah, don't be, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. You know, there are so many times I'm on an elevator with someone and I see they have a child or I'm in Target and I introduce myself or give them my car. Do not be afraid to put yourself out there for every, you know, one yes, there may be 50 no's, but the yeses count. Um, also, really, really try to combat the imposter syndrome. Um, it really does impact us, especially as women. And then if we have any women of color that are listening, it doubly impacts us. But you can do this, you know, you can do this. Um, one of my mentors at work, this probably isn't great advice, but it really helps me. She's like, you know, Janice, if you don't know it, just make it up. And I feel like that's what we're doing as parents. I feel like that's what we're doing as people, as entre entrepreneurs. Obviously, we don't want to tell any anyone anything that's unsafe. But if you don't know it, speak with confidence, try to figure it out, and just keep going. It really, really is worth it. But um, yeah, that's what I'll say to to the newbies. Um, and that first year goes so so quickly. Um, so definitely buckle up your seatbelt because it's you're in for a very, very fast, um, but fun ride. Well, let's let's end there because that is just absolutely fabulous. <laughs> Every single time I speak with you, I'm just so glad that I did. I always feel like I learned from you and you just put me into a better Thank mood. You, when I before I was getting onto this zoom with you, I was like, you know, I'm sitting here in my hoodie. It's cold in my office. I'm in a like grumpy mood. Jamisa texted me right before this. She was like, I'm going to be a couple minutes late. I'm getting back from the gym. I'm like, Oh, I didn't yeah. work out. You know, I'm, sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I'm lazy. Jamisa's not, you know, that that's where my head was. No. <laughs> and, and, you know, then we get onto this zoom and I just like grin from ear to ear for 30 or 40 minutes while we talk. And I just love that. And you're just such a ray of sunshine and you're an inspiration to others that are that are coming up in this field. Um, I'm just so glad that they have you to look up to, that they have you to just see that you're doing all of this awesome stuff and you're taking it at a pace that works for you. And, you know, uh, it's it's just really it's amazing. So congrats on your success. Thank you, Thank you for chatting with me on the podcast a second time. Uh, don't be mad if I hit you up for a third in a few months. No, third um, time's the charm. Third and time's the charm. thank you. 
Of course. Amazing community that you have created for all of us, the way that you support us, the way that you hold us accountable. I love when someone asks a question in the Facebook group and you respond, well, what do you take? I love that. I love that because nine times out of 10, we know the answer. We just need the validation from others. And so I love that you hold us accountable and you support us. And I'm always so grateful. And anything that you ever need from me, it will always be a yes. You're the best. Thank you. Uh, Before we wrap up, where can everybody find you? Maybe share your Instagram, your website, whatever you want to share. Yeah. So you can follow me at Sweet Sleep Co on Instagram and Facebook. um, S-U-I-T-E-S-L-E-E-P-C-O. And you can go to www.sweetsleepco.com. Thanks, Jamisa. Always a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks, thanks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would rate, review, and subscribe. When you rate, review, and subscribe, this helps the podcast reach a greater audience. I am so grateful for your support. If you would like to learn more about how you can become a certified sleep consultant, head over to my Facebook group, Becoming a Sleep Consultant, or to my website, thecpsm.com. Thanks so much. And I hope you will tune in for the next episode.